Hi, and thank you for joining us for the Compass Catholic Podcast. My name is Caitlin Kano. I'm joined by my co-host, Diana Rojas, as we meet every week to explore financial topics from an authentically Catholic perspective. We explore the spiritual, emotional, and economic aspects of our finances. Thank you for joining us on this journey. How are you doing, Diana? I'm good. I'm I'm happy to be here again with you today, Caitlin. It's a beautiful morning, mm-hmm. and I'm so excited about all the things we're going to talk about. How are you? I am doing wonderful again. Always wonderful, just because it's going to be a, a fun conversation here. But I think what's especially special about today is, again, because Compass Catholic is authentically Catholic, we decided to have a conversation about one of the patron saint of financial issues. Which I think, honestly, I know I was surprised by the saint, which is a very common saint, well-known saint, but I was surprised that he was uh, known for this. So I think our listeners will be a little bit surprised as well. Yeah. And just some history as to how this research came up. We had done a blog for Busted Halo a few weeks back, a couple months back, I think at this point. And we identified four saints who help with with financial issues and, and saints who can intercede on our behalf. One of them is one who he helps me out all the time. <laughs> like it's kind of, I, he's probably sick of hearing from me. Um, but St. Anthony, I love St. Anthony. He's been so helpful. And my kids know the rhyme, um, Tony, Tony, turn around, something's lost and must be found. But what I always have to remind them of is after he helps us find something that they've lost, that we owe him an act of, um, or owe, you know, owe an act of charity of some sort that you don't just get help and then, you know, you can't offer something up. So um, that's something that the Kano household has to work on is that active <laughs> charity part. But even, like he comes through, it's amazing. He's just, uh, we, we, you know, often think about St. Anthony in our household. But um, yeah, how about you, Diana? Is he one of your- Yeah, I, I love him. And I think for me growing up, he was one of the more common ones. So it was like easy to mm-hmm. talk about him or to like, you know, to pray to him or whatnot. But um, I, we all have our different rhymes, right? So one that yes. I know says, dear St. Anthony, please come around. Something is lost and cannot be found. And so it cracks me up because the dude never fails, Caitlin. And then when I, when I do it, when I do it around like my secular friends or my coworkers, they look at me like I'm crazy. And then I find the thing and they're mm-hmm. like, um, how did that just happen? I'm like, St. Anthony happened. That's what it is. But I remember in college one time I did it and my, my friend was like, she, she thought I was crazy. She thought I was crazy. And we found whatever I was looking for. And I'll never forget a couple months later, she was like, I lost my thing. Can you pray to that guy again? And sure enough, we did it and it worked. So he's, he's a, yes, he's very well appreciated um, in my house as well um, for little things and big things, but yeah, it's funny. Uh, So you did a little bit of research on uh, some St. Anthony facts. So do you want to share them with us? Yes, I actually really enjoyed this. Um, And I was, I was sharing with you earlier, but I'll share, I have a, a good friend of mine. His name is Anthony. And we always talk about how God wants us all to be saints. And so as I'm typing into my Google Docs, St. Anthony of, and then it puts my friend's last name. So I had to text him like, look, you're a saint according to Google. And he was cracking up because Google automatically assumed that my friend was the saint, not the saint that we're talking about. But um, (laughs) so St. Anthony, there are a lot of things that I think we know about him. And I think that we don't know about him. So one of the things I did not know about him was that he was actually the second quickest 
canonized saint in history. I didn't know that. Did you know I that? I didn't know that either. There you go. Yeah. Second quickest canonized saint. I knew he was doctor of the church. I knew yeah. I knew he was, you know, a great miracle worker. He healed the sick. He raised from the dead. Um, he. I didn't know he was really good friends with St. Francis of Assisi. They got to know each other. St. Francis was a little bit older than he was, but they got to know each other and it was more of a mentorship, but they became really good friends throughout their lives as well. Don't you love that? I love that when it turns out saints knew each other and they, they interacted yeah. and they grew each other in holiness. Like, I don't know. That speaks to me. I love that. I love it too. I'm reading a book now called, and you are Christ and talks about like holy friendships and like a lot of friendships that both of them ended up becoming saints, obviously on their own journeys. But I think that's so cool. Um, I think that speaks to uh, us choosing our friends wisely. Huh? <laughs> right. Right. But, yeah. uh, um, we, I mean, I knew that he was the patron saint of lost things. Um, but I didn't know the story behind that. So there's actually a lot of really cool stories about him. He was like a really well-known preacher. That was one of his gifts. Um, so that's a cute story as well. But the reason he is the patron saint of lost items, amongst other things, is because he had written out, remember, there was no printing press. He had written out a book of Psalms that he would use to teach the novices he was working with. Um, and so he, this was like his, his go-to. He loved this book of Psalms that he had. And one of the novices, I don't know why, got upset and was like, I'm done. I'm leaving. I don't want to be doing this anymore. And stole St. Anthony's book of Psalms and ran away to God knows where. And Did he really Anthony, steal it or was it like an accident? No, know? no. He stole it. He's like, he I want. I don't it. want to. Be, yeah, yeah. He stole it. Like it was like, I don't want oh. to be here and I'm taking this for me so I could have it. Because it was the only copy, right? Like there was no other, there was no printing press. So this was the only copy. So St. Anthony was obviously like, okay, this is not good. I still have to teach all the other novices. I had nothing to go off of besides my memory and my prayer. But so he started praying that this item would be returned to him. Um, and lo and behold, the novice comes back and he's like, I'm so sorry. Like I, I stole this and I'm returning it to you. And also I, I changed my mind. I, I want to return and continue being a novice. So that's kind of like where the whole premise came from was this novice who stole his book of Psalms. Makes you wonder if you uh, took him back. Did they, did they cover that? <laughs> I didn't. I don't know. That's a good question. I want to say he did. I want to say he was compassionate because that's okay. um, kind of uh, what we're going off of this 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 episode is compassion, and it kind of leads right into our our guiding principle for this for this episode. It comes from Colossians chapter three, verse twelve, and it says. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So I'm going to lean towards, yes, that Anthony was compassionate and <laughs> let the novice return <laughs> um, <laughs> to continue um, learning with him. Oh, goodness. I love that passion. And that's just such, there's so much in there. Holy and beloved, right? Heartfelt mm. compassion kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. There's a lot that we're called to be in that one, in that one Bible verse. And St. Anthony, I mean, obviously exhibited that throughout his life and, you know, second quickest canonized saint. So I think he, he probably did a better job than most on, on showing <laughs> compassion. Um, but when we were doing some research for, for that blog for Busted Halo on, on financial patron saints, a story I didn't realize and a reason why St. Anthony is considered a patron saint on of debtors is I'm going to read this because I'm going to butcher this um, just to make sure I get it correct. But in 1231, St. Anthony petitioned the council of Padua to pass a law to benefit debtors who could not pay their obligations. 
So at the time, money lenders were loaning money at excessive interest, like usury, right? Only desperate people would have to go to a money lender. So if you're someone who's not in a financially healthy spot, you are kind of prey for these lenders who were loaning out money at excessive rates. And this was a time of like debtors prisons and, you know, things that we don't have today. Now we have laws to protect the consumer, but back then you were at the mercy of mm -hmm. the person who you owed money to. The borrower was a slave of the lender. You know, like that's just kind of how it was back then. So St. Anthony was known for advocating for them and he campaigned for change to this predatory system. And so like, you know, we always think about St. Anthony and we can't find our keys or my, my kids with their homework. I mean, poor St. Anthony, he does overtime in the Cano household. But um, also if you're someone who's dealing with a debt load, I, I would consider asking for his intercession because he not only helped the person with the debt load, but he also fought back against the systematic reasons why they were stuck in this debt load. Um, and I think for that reason, he showed tremendous compassion. This is so interesting. I didn't know any of this either before we spoke about um, the Bus of Halo topic and even in our research now. So this is, I think it's great to have saints. I call them saint buddies to like pray with and to kind of talk with and ask for their help. So um, if this is something that you're struggling with, I think he's a great saint buddy to have and just kind of do your own research and, and pray with him and talk with him. And I'm sure he will be more than happy to help you. <laughs> Yeah. And like, even though this was, what I say, back in 1231, like it's been a minute, right? Like since he had these, these court cases and he was fighting against these excessive interest rates. But when you understand what's going on in like the payday loan industry and how folks kind of become prey to these modern day usury practices, I think what St. Anthony did back in 1231 is still completely applicable to what experience people experience today um, with these predatory organizations. And first of all, I don't wanna villainize a lot of these places because that, that's not at all my intent. But usury is something the church has talked about pretty much since we, we got started. And usury is like the excessive charging of interest rates, right? And I have to say that the teachings on usury and the teachings on charging interest, that's something that has developed over time in the church. And that's something that the message has kind of, I don't want to say evolved because it hasn't changed, but the message has developed as our modern economic system has developed. But the catechism teaching is still pretty clear against charging excessive interest. And I'm just going to read this because this is kind of a harsh, <laughs> harsh thing to read from the catechism. <laughs> I'm curious if there's someone who's an expert on this, if they want to you know, reach out to us and we can have a conversation as to like really kind of diving deep into what this means. So the teachings of from the catechism on usury and charging interest, uh, what we found was from the Catholic Catechism 2269. And it says the acceptance by human society of murderous famines without efforts to remedy them is a scandalous injustice and a grave offense. Like, oh, those are big terms. Those are those are harsh terms. Those who usurious and avaricious dealings lead to the hunger and death of their brethren and the human family indirectly commit homicide, which is imputable to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, <laughs> that is a lot, but that's, I mean, it's, it's pretty clear. And I, I'm, I'm not a scholar on the catechism, um, but those are some pretty strong words when it comes to charging excessive interest. So you can see why St. Anthony 
was so moved to compassion for these folks who were dealing with the burden of excessive interest and not being able to break the cycle. And we see this cycle still today with the payday loan industry and with these other alternative credit institutions. And again, I'm not villainizing them, but it's something I think we just need to be aware of as Catholics. We need to be compassionate to these folks who get stuck in the cycle. Yeah, I think I'm still chewing on that. Uh, the piece you read from the catechism, but it's so much, right? So um, much. Ugh, that's hard. And I think what comes, like, kind of what's sticking out to me is that these, these unfair loans, these unfair charges are leading to the hunger and death of their brethren. Like that's maybe that seems extreme when we read it, but essentially that is what happened and what is happening when, when these companies or these organs are, are charging these super high rates. It's because it's not that extreme when you think about it because they're charging these rates and therefore whoever is paying that essentially like you called it gets stuck in this cycle and they can, they may be able to buy food. Right. But it is, it is, harming their life it is harming their their way of living and that's not what we're called that's not being compassionate that's not what we're called to do as as christians and catholics so i'm just still kind of chewing on that but um yeah that's yeah and i think you know all of it because we're in the u.s there are government organizations that do protect the consumer like we don't have debtors prisons anymore right like we Mm. just don't have that here and there are means to get out of these debts like bankruptcy. And, you know, we can discuss that for another day as to uh, whether that is the right thing to do. But there are laws that can protect the consumer. And that's not always the case in other places around the world. And we are the universal church, right? So we need to think about this practice in terms of the universal Catholic church. And is this something that we're going to blame the, I mean, there is personal responsibility, right? Like that's part of the process is uh, we need to be aware and teach people mm. to avoid these excessive interest rates, teach them how to have good credit and which is what we do at Compass Catholic, teach them how to uh, be involved in the banking system in a way that's healthy for them where they have access to um, other things besides payday loans. And often we are, we're told that the payday loans are for unexpected circumstances and emergencies. Like it's, you know, when there's an unexpected car repair or something that you just could not have foreseen. And so therefore they're doing this good service because they're serving people who have this this financial emergency. But really the data shows that 70% of borrowers use payday loans for regular recurring expenses like rent, utilities, and car payments. 70%. And maybe we need to take a step back and think about what else can we do to help people get on get control of those things like rent utilities and car payments that happen every single month so they can avoid the payday loan cycle yeah that's a really large percent caitlin Uh, as you as you're talking you know i'm thinking i'm sitting here thinking about saint anthony and you know it i love that he kind of fought for this and spoke out against this one because something else i learned was that he was a very gifted preacher so i'm sure Mm -hmm. that when he spoke about this, people listened, which is awesome, right? Because that was one of his gifts was preaching, but also he came from a wealthy family. So this is not something that he probably experienced in his own family life growing up. He probably didn't, they probably didn't owe a lot of money to anyone because they were wealthy. They they were able to afford whatever they needed. So the fact that he was able to have compassion on and understand Mm -hmm. something that he never experienced that, kind of is, I don't know, it just kind of speaks volume about his character and about why he is a saint now, right? He didn't 
ever experienced this, but he understood what these people were going through and was able to fight for them and, and speak out for them. So, um, yeah, I just think he's such a perfect fit for this. So I'm really glad that we were talking about him today with the patron scent of debtors. But these payday loans are crazy, Caitlin. And I'm not sure, you know, on what you and I personally can do, but I'm thinking about how can I be compassionate to someone that I may know or that I may meet that is dealing with this. I don't know if you have thought about that or like, what can I do pers on a personal level to help be compassionate towards someone who's going through this? Oh, that's a really good question. So just top of mind, what I would suggest is just, we need to kind of check our, our attitudes, right? Like St. Anthony came from a wealthy family. And when he heard about this problem, he didn't say, you know, blame it on completely on the person who had the mm. debt. He recognized a systematic reason why these people were um, being preyed on by an industry that was benefiting on their on their financial hardships. So I think, uh, you know, first thing is just to be compassionate. This is not an intelligence issue. This mm. is, you know, not a, an issue of laziness. There, There's obviously going to be some behavioral factors in there. But when you think about, you know, I, I work at a, a veterans organization here. And when we go down to where this uh, temporary housing facility is, I don't see many banks. I really don't. I mean, it, they have to go miles and take a bus to get to mm. an actual banking institution. But every single mini mall, you know, within walking distance has two or three of these payday lender places. And I think their number of locations rival that of McDonald's at this point. Wow. Like it's crazy. So I think we just need to have a compassionate heart and be aware that, you know, it's, it's harder for some folks who are going to be those who are targeted to have access to the same financial goods and services that you may have access to in your middle-class neighborhood. So I think that's where the compassion comes in. And as a ministry, we make sure that we work with folks who are in that, that predicament, that we make sure they're aware of how to access healthy banking and how to access healthy credit so they don't have to go to these payday lenders and pay, payday institutions, um, you know, title loans, all these different things. That really just comes from a sense of compassion, which comes from saints like St. Anthony. So I, I think that's just really what we have to be aware of is, is kind of keeping our judging in check. If you're someone who is in poverty and you struggle to even get a bus pass, you know, who am I to judge you? If that's the institution within walking distance, you know, you need some place to cash your check. You know, then they, they welcome you in They're They're really good customer service. There's a lot of thought into making it feel like a trusted organization. And then these folks go in and then they get stuck in the cycle because they're, they're enticed to these high interest loans. So yeah, compassion, let's be compassionate. Let's not assume it's an intelligence issue or they're, they're uh, making dumb decisions. It's not a dumb decision. They're, they're doing the best they can with the information they have. Mm. So let's give them better information. I love that. Let's give them better information. That's so great. That's honestly, <laughs> my friends know, like I, one of the, the things I loved about doing this podcast with you, Caitlin, is I have learned so much, like if nothing else, just by sitting and listening to you. So I, I think just knowledge is, is, knowledge is wealth, right? And I think just learning and then sharing what we learn about is a great way we can all help each other. Um, not that we are the end all be all, but just we are a source for, for hopefully listeners to gain some knowledge and maybe that can encourage them to kind of get on the right track in their own life. So, wow. Yeah. 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 And I do have to say, I mean, COVID has, I feel like shoved 
the the tech world, especially when it comes to like financial tech, right? It's kind of shoved everyone forward about 10 years and put a lot of banks online that weren't online before. Mm. So now people who are struggling with having physical access to these institutions that are like good and healthy for their financial health, um, they may have access more so because these things have gone online. But then they also need to have access to trusted internet and you know all these different things. But I, yeah, I think compassion. Compassion's the the key takeaway. And going back to our, our guiding principle of this episode, which is put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. We're called to all those things and we're not called to be judgmental. I'm curious if we have time to share some more St. Anthony stories. If you have any good St. Anthony stories, if not, I have a cute little story about him from one time when he was preaching. Oh, I have so many. Um, you go ahead and tell yours. I'm going to think about mine. So mine's not a personal story, but mine is something that I learned about through his research. I was listening to a podcast, which again, I love the idea of Saint buddies and I've been trying to grow in my friendship with the saints. So I'm going to, uh, I think they're called Saint Stories, what they're called. It's a podcast. It's for kids, but I'm a teacher, so I love things for kids. So don't, well, don't judge me. Be compassionate. But um, it was talking about, <laughs> so he is known for preaching as well, right? And so this happened in two ways. One, there was a, a fancy dinner with the Dominicans and the Franciscans. And um, each thought the other was going to give the sermon. So like the Dominicans thought the Franciscans were going to speak and the Franciscans thought the Dominicans were going to speak. And they didn't really talk about it. And then time came for the sermon and no one was ready. And so they asked St. Francis to, or I'm sorry, St. Anthony to speak because he was young and like, they just figured he would do it. And he didn't have anything prepared. And he spoke so eloquently and so beautifully. That's kind of where they noticed he had this gift for preaching. Mm -hmm. So he would go to these towns and try to preach to people. And he went to one town, particular hardship and no one would listen to him. He was getting so upset and like, God, you're, I'm here and I'm trying to do your work and no one's listening to me. So he's walking along the beach and he's like, you know what? I'm going to preach to the fish. So he turns to the water. So it was like a freshwater something that led to the ocean. And so he's out there on the, like on the sand and he starts, and the story goes that all of the fish pop their little heads out of the water to listen to him preach. And there's like rows of fish and he's preaching. He's like fish, the God has, our God has given you like a beautiful home and you can live in the salt water and in the fresh water. And he's preaching to all of these fish. And then people are like, either this guy is crazy or he's legit. So then people start coming and listening to him. So that's kind of like one cute little story about how he started, but he was preaching to, and they were all, all the fish were listening to him. And then when he was done, they all left. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> love that. I love I that. That was the cutest story ever. I guess little see little fishies just all with their heads out listening to St. Okay. Anthony. But no, when we, we had to go to a conference for, um, for Compass a couple months ago, we were meeting with our, our Protestant counterparts um, with Compass Finances God's Way. And so there's a Protestant version of, of a Compass, different 501c3s, but we, we met together for this really fun week of just fellowship and, and um, gathering over the topic of financial discipleship. And there's this wonderful lady who works with uh, the Protestant compass, she could not find her glasses. Like they were gone. They, she lost them. They were gone. She couldn't find them. And I asked her if she prayed to St. Anthony and she looked like I was crazy. She was like, <laughs> what would, why would you do that? And I said, no, it works. St. Anthony, you pray, you know, for his intercession and he helps you, but then you own an act of charity. Sure enough, like two or three minutes later, someone found her glasses in the grass out front Stop. <laughs> and, and they handed them to her and she looked at me and I was like, you owe the act of charity. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. So that was awesome. a funny little moment and she appreciated the, the finding of the, the glasses, but no, he comes through every time. Every time, every time. Awesome. So should we uh, wrap up in prayer here? Sure. Let's do that. All right. In the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. Come Holy spirit. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. We thank you for um, examples, Lord, of how to be compassionate examples like St. Anthony and St. Francis for the gift that they were in their time and they still are to us now. We pray that you can lead us all to be more gentle and compassionate with each other, with those that we know and love and those that we may not know. We pray for leaders, Lord, that they can lead with compassion and lead with kindness. And we just thank you for this day and this time together. We pray for all of our listeners, Lord. Show them your compassion and that they are beloved and holy to you and that you love them so much, Lord. Thank you, Mary, for the gift of your son and your yes. We just offer all of our prayers to you, Mary, that you can lift them up and take them to your son and answer them how they need to be answered. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please subscribe and share it with a friend? This helps us to get the message out to as many people as possible. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions or ideas for future episode topics, you can email us at podcast at compasscatholic.org or you can give us a call at 407-878-7637. We are so happy to be on this journey with you.